Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wired Biohealth Podcast. My name is Jacqueline Hall and I am joined by your show's host, Dr. Evelyn Higgins. Hey, Jackie. How are we doing today, Doc? Doing well. How about yourself? I am so good. I'm excited for today's guest. Yes. Um, I think this is probably the first one that we have as a titan of industry, but also a friend of Wired Biohealth. So I think it's going to be a great conversation, all things behavioral health and how that really plays into your professional life and all the success that he's experienced and his personal story as well. Right. So today we're going to be joined by Caesar Worm. He is the vice president of commercial premium brands of IHG hotels and resorts. He says, like many of us, I've experienced tough times from losing my mom at a young age to battling addiction. But these challenges have also made me a stronger, more empathetic person. After becoming sober in 2014, I've gained so many valuable insights and perspectives on life. I've learned to appreciate the little things and show compassion towards others. Caesar, I'm so excited to have you on today. Uh, thank you. The pleasure is mine. Uh, honored to be here. And I love the word Titan. Uh, I'll tell my daughter that later on. <laughs> so say, come on, Dad. <laughs> it's true, Caesar. Give yourself the credit. You're a big wig. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so c- tell us about kind of how this relationship started between Dr. Higgins, Wired Biohealth, and you, Caesar. Yeah, it was it was unexpected in a way. I you know, on on the opening you mentioned that I've been sober. So uh, as part of my sobriety journey, I just you know re- like to read and uh, listen to podcasts. And then I I was listening a podcast where uh, Dr. Higgins was a guest, and she was speaking about biomarkers and and giving her perspective on you know the addiction journey that's just not necessarily a clear cut but the really how insightful you know the 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 offering that you have at a wired uh, you know um addiction provides and and that really caught my attention because i was starting to kind of write my own little journey uh to my myself and I, I thought wow this is really interesting i'd love to learn more and see how that relates to my personal story so i reached out to to her really not expecting a response <laughs> but uh, uh she was very kind to get back and we started uh, uh you know stay in touch i did my biomarkers which was very enlightening and then also going through my uh program right now right so Caesar, whatever you're comfortable with, if you would share your story of how you started out as a healthy individual and wound up where you were in your addiction spectrum. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, a little bit, I think it goes into two buckets. One that's uh, the unknown and unexpected that just kind of progressed and one that looking back and and the environment that I grew up and how I always uh, had the propensity uh, towards drinking really that kind of obvious and you know my dad is is an alcoholic um, you know so I grew up in that environment Mm -hmm. and you know sadly he never you know got help. So now he has Alzheimer's and, uh, you know, and, and so that was the, the entire piece. So I started experimenting and drinking and living a lifestyle that was always very centered around drinking because that is normal in my household. And then I start following that behavior and, 
uh, I'm somewhat of a risk taker too. So I think that kind of added to the, um, uh, to that side of things. So I was being very, uh, you know, was kind of going to nightclubs and drinking around 14, fairly heavy and that carried on to college and, uh, you know, within the hospitality industry, I've been in, in the sales arena for my entire career and within my job, there is always an opportunity if you, if you're open to it, right. To, to find alcohol and, and incorporating your daily lives from, you know, entertaining customers, having receptions, trade shows, you name it. So there's always something. And then it became a norm. And, uh, I think probably as many addicts, it, it, it kind of evolved. And I really have a hard time reflecting, seeing when it really went from, you know, uh, something that was possibly socially acceptable to really a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then it becomes really came to a point where, I mean, my life was falling apart, right? I was uh, being very fortunate that I have a wonderful wife and we had a daughter at the time. She was like two years old and I was really living a double life where I was hiding, drinking, lying and and really planning my entire day around, you know, when can I get the next drink? Mm -hmm. And and then thankfully one day around uh, really, I start thinking about like the pain that I had as a kid growing up in a household with an, uh, an alcoholic dad. And then I realized that, listen, you're, you're doing exactly the same, if not worse than you resent your dad for. And that opened my mind to start looking for ways to get help. And then, you know, wonderful family to support me. And that's, that's how it kind of evolved and began my, my journey to sobriety. That, that's so incredible. And for high performing individuals such as yourself, you know, it, it can be kind of that gray area of when did my drinking become problematic? Because I don't know if this is true for you, but maybe there's a lot of individuals that they didn't have that criminal justice piece that forced them to stop. Yeah. Maybe they didn't lose their home or their family. So it becomes this very much honesty inventory mm-hmm. of, right. is this a problem now? And it's wonderful that you kind of had that I'll, for lack of a better term, spiritual awakening saying, what am I doing in this minute? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It, that's a great point because it was interesting, you know, in the beginning of my journey, I was going religiously to AA uh, and, um, um, and then it was interesting just kind of seeing all walks of life there. And you, to your point, you see people that they lost everything. And some people lost everything, not only once, but twice. Right, right, <laughs> right? Right. And, and really took them to lose family, house, become homeless, go to jail, to then think, okay, perhaps I need to do something about it. So it's really puzzling. That's something, I don't know, uh, I would love to hear your perspective. Uh, because sometimes it's not that anyone wants to be an addict, right? right. I, I haven't met exactly. anyone that says, Hey, I want to be an right. addict, right? right. You, 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 you may enjoy the highs and, and, and all that, but no one enjoys to be in that space. But a lot of times it's so foggy that, you know, my rock bottom was relatively low, mm-hmm. right? In comparison mm-hmm. to what I've heard and what I've seen, uh, Thankfully, I didn't lose my family. I didn't lose a job, and, and never got a you know got 
you know, never got into an accident, anything like that. So very, very thankful. But that could easily have happened, right? I got very, very fortunate. And, you know, I'd love to see if there's any thoughts on to why, I don't know, how that come about, how, why some people take so much to open up and kind of have some sort of clarity to open that window. And some people may be a little bit, I don't know, sooner, I guess. I, I think you're... From what I know about our exchange, Caesar, you were much more self-reflective. You weren't doing the, well, look at the other guys, look at him, look at her. They're doing the same thing. They're my peers. Mm -hmm. You were looking at you saying, I have, because the first time that we had a conversation, you mentioned your daughter and you told me how you grew up and you said, I don't want this for my daughter. So you took on that role as a parent saying, this will stop here. Whereas most people justify this is how I was brought up. I made it through mm. and, and still want to pacify themselves rather than say it stops here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you've done everything for that. I mean, you really have, you've done, you were sober when we started working together. You said, I want to get myself further down the road and I want to see from the data why yeah. all of this began and yeah. we did right we looked at yeah. all of those points to see and and you understood like and i have a child so i want to make sure we're not repeating this mm-hmm. yes so that's the big difference in you in that honesty inventory of doesn't matter what everybody else is doing it matters what i'm doing mm-hmm. yeah. got it okay and in your position, you could easily say, you know, it's too rough. I'm, I'm expected to be at these functions. I have to go to these events. You know, if I'm not drinking, what are people going to say? So how do you navigate that? Yeah, yeah. At the, at the beginning, it was very hard sure. um, because it, <laughs> it took me a long time to overcome my own self-bias, my own shame. And uh, so in the beginning, I I didn't say, hey, you know, I'm sober or, uh, so it was was interesting. It was just kind of navigating to like, hey, I'm not drinking today uh, and and really whatever it took just to not do that day. And, um, and to me, I think to your point, uh, Dr. Higgins, I think that you really came down uh, to having a clear delineation to me. It was like, it became a simple choice. Mm-hmm. Either I choose to drink and, and, you know, have that or I choose my family. And when I had that in my mind, it was never hard decision i mean it was hard perhaps to overcome it and sure. you know we have the, the the you know the desire to drink but when it came time to make the decision that was no no negotiation right i didn't have to negotiate with myself to me it was always well this is simple and then thankfully um as time evolved uh, you know people kind of realized new and you know most people don't don't entice or don't encourage or keep asking and then you come across unfortunately across my industry i think uh, i hear also within the law industry there's quite a bit of um uh you know problems as well with um with drinking but um uh, 
you see you come across those people that say oh really why you're not drinking why so that that was uncomfortable for a for a long time now i i just say hey listen i'm I'm sober i don't drink and then it's it's pretty easy but yeah in the beginning it was very hard especially when you're running within the same inner circles right. that you when like you're partying like a rock star. So like, how come now Caesar that was always the last one to leave the bar, like, you know, not even touching it, right. what's happening. So that was, that was, uh, was challenging. Right. He must be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and now look at where you're taking it. You do your blog, you're writing a book, you're, yeah. you're making this saying, Take my story and run with it because you know you're not the only guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's so good when you find um, ways that you can get support. I think especially knowing that um, I remember there was someone that I came across in the meetings that I really hit it off and relate very well. And that was such a good feeling to know, you know, I'm not alone, right? Mm-hmm. I, there's people that are struggling. Okay, their circumstance may be different, but just knowing that and then seeing what's possible, that is not necessarily a linear journey to understand that there's a lot of ups and downs. There's very tough days. And, you know, thankfully, the last few years has been really good in that regard. I, I hope that uh, it stays that way for me. Mm-hmm. But it's something that's is is a constant. But it's good to know that you're not alone, and having that uh, gives hope. and And I hope to be able to do that and and help someone that may be in the situation I was a few years back. Right. Yeah, that's so incredible because I think you fall into that unique category of people in recovery that can't change the people, places, and things yeah. because your job is so entrenched in those areas. So then you have to explore ways that you build kind of that very personal community of maybe on the outside, it's the same people, but it's not the same people that I let into my heart and in my head. Right. And so now I'm curious when you came to wired for addiction, it wasn't for sobriety, right? Um, no. You're already doing yeah. that on your own. So what have you experienced in terms of some mental health optimization as a result of working with us? Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was, was was very timely because at that at that point when I was working on you know still working on the book, but I was working on the book and I was right about the area where I've I've always wondered you know what was the cause or what are the triggers and of course I knew being a child of an alcoholic that certainly DNA is is a factor and I was just trying to learn you know how much of a factor and how does that work so that was very insightful to to learn that and seeing um you know kind of what type of behaviors and the likelihood of them uh, contributing to it and the the benefits have been tremendous uh you know the the program that um, Dr. Higgins placed me on has been fantastic because it has helped me in so many ways. Uh, even walking this past weekend with my wife, she she says, "Wow, you know, I can see a big difference uh, in, in you just on your your energy level. Um, you know how you are taking things on and how you're dealing with situations that sometimes would, would bring me down or be a little bit more of a challenge." Um, and then also even unintended consequences uh, that I'm like half mad, half happy, 
uh, on you because like you figure out that, Hey, Caesar, you got to stop eating gluten. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, uh, I love gluten, <laughs> but, uh, but also, right. Uh, uh, something that I never knew that I, I had, you know, uh, had an opportunity to do better and, and found ways to incorporate that into my life. And I see changes that are better. So even things that I even didn't consider as being a benefit, really came as a result and uh and you just realize how much your mind impacts your overall health and and that's a big deal yeah and perfect example caesar you you know your dad's history growing up with an alcoholic you said hey let me look at these biomarkers we find a lot of biomarkers that say this is why you started to drink aside from the the environment you grew up in it was there for you but this is the beauty of what we're doing today with science to understand epigenetics knowing that this is your dna boom that's what it is but we can change the expression of that dna and that's exactly what we did yeah it's beautiful yeah it is beautiful and i think it's wonderful for to your point for the younger generations, mm-hmm. right? So have that for my daughter so right. she can see, listen, these are the things that I got to watch out for. So right. I know what my propensity is. I know the situations I got to avoid. And I know when something may be uh, more, um, you know, prone to get to that direction exactly. and having that awareness to be, you know, from a proactive perspective and i think that is just a beautiful thing to to you know have the ability to do that right that's exactly what i frame it around on my ted talk understanding the biomarkers of addiction is if what in your youth Mm. you knew that you had a genetic predisposition would you make different choices right so we all still get to play out our lives but if we can have the ability to know what we need to look out for doesn't that make sense we still get to pass or play but doesn't it make sense to say, hey, you're not going to process this the way the next guy does, or it's not going to have the same effect on you as the next person, and go into the game of life knowing those things? Yes, yes, you're exactly right. I think, uh, you know, every person has a different journey of awareness, Mm -hmm. and I think, like, we can probably all relate to that when you're growing up, right? Your parents say, hey, don't do this, but you still do it. But yeah, at least your awareness right. there much earlier that if, if you get in a situation, right, you can address even sooner if you start going down that route. I, right. I couldn't agree more. Right, right. And we're on the beautiful part of your protocol, Caesar, where we're actually titrating down, right? Yes. We got where we needed to go. Now we're saying, okay, start removing. And this is where we are. So gone full yeah. circle. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that it shows that it works. Exactly. Right, to your point, because exactly. I, I saw the, 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 the impact when we start to add it and maintaining, and then now that we're still uh, taking it back and I, I don't feel anything different. And even people, right. Like my wife notice and right. say, Hey, you know, you're, you really see a difference. And that that's exciting to see when someone from outside can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like there have been so many nuggets on today's episode. So number one, first question, is your book currently available for purchase or is it still in the process of being written? It's in the process of being written. Thanks for the nudge. (laughs) (laughs) 
as soon as we get done back to the computer um because i think so many people are really going to benefit from learning more about your story and so if there's anything that we can continue to do to support the work that you've really made your mission you have such passion and purpose for really helping people be mm-hmm. them best selves. And yeah, we're honored so to be a part of, um, you know, a, a small part of that story for you. Uh, no, likewise. Thank you. I think the, the, the work you do is really groundbreaking and so helpful. I think it can really change lives uh, in so many ways and experiencing firsthand is also you see how much is not only your life, your health, but how that trickles down not only to your immediate family, but right. friends. Right. Uh, so, I mean, the good that you and the team are doing is really uh, amazing. And I know you do a lot of work with also courts mm-hmm. that also right impacting the justice system. That's another very important work. So uh, really kudos to you and the team. Thank you so much, Caesar. It's been a pleasure. And if you need backup on that word Titan with your daughter, just let us know. <laughs> we will, we'll take care of that. <laughs> Okay, I may call you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Caesar. Thanks, Caesar. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thanks. So, Dr. Higgins, that was such a wonderful episode, and I feel like Caesar discussing how he's actually been able to begin titrating down. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty. When you give your body those biosynthesis precursors, what it needs at the correct level at the correct time that shows you can undo whatever damage has been done. The beauty of epigenetics, we're doing it. That's it. So if any listeners today have really identified with the things that Caesar or Dr. Higgins talked about, I encourage you to either visit the website wiredforaddiction.com or wiredbiohealth.com. Also call the office. We literally answer that phone 24-7-365. So the number is 1-888-841-7099. And we look forward to helping you be your best self. Thanks, Doc. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.